The opinions expressed in the following video are not in their entirety endorsed by this podcast. They are instead the focus of our discussion today. This is your content warning. What are my thoughts on Christians gambling? Well, it's very simple. Everything that a Christian has, we are stewards of. It's not mine. I'm a steward of it. That's it. And so everything that the Lord gives me from my income to my time to my health It is for his kingdom and his purposes. This is what the parable of the talents is about. This is what Jesus teaches us in the parable of the seed and the sower. The seed that fell on good soil produced a crop. And so as a Christian, if I take what God gives me and I gamble with it, I am not being a good steward of what the Lord gave me. So my thoughts on Christian gambling are my thoughts on Christians on how they should use everything that God gives them. Give it back to the Father so he can use it for his kingdom. Store up for yourself treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy. Guys, the love of money is the root of all evil. And if you're gambling, mm, that's my thought. guys joshua it's great to see you again man how you been i have been it's you've been, been? A, i have been it's been a crazy <laughs> week in our neck of the woods sometimes um, ministers just have to be right that's right <laughs> sometimes we just have uh, the i am is existence and sometimes Absolutely. to tap into that i am you just have to be sometimes sometimes well man i'm glad you're on i'm glad that we get to bring you this is uh, episode 22 now uh, which oh which reminds me that like that means we're we're literally two months away from hitting our, our two year mark on this and I don't know Joshua if either you or me ever thought that we would have done this for two years now it doesn't feel like it's been two years it really does at least that's just me um, yeah. but yeah two years we've almost been doing this uh, and so we're excited to get going we've got a whole nother topic wrapped up in what we're calling our uh, uh, b- b- contemporary concerns. Uh, section of this particular podcast. This is your content warning, a Bible meets culture podcast where we break down modern theology versus biblical content. On with us today, I think for the first time ever, we have two guests in one room, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, the closest the closest we ever came was we had one guest in the same room as Joshua because his wife was on uh, when we talked to, about uh, nurses and, and that sort of stuff. We have on with us Jeremy Weekly and Billy Bearden, ministers at the West End. Church of Christ uh, in the place of all things good and holy, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, hey, guys, man. welcome in. That's right. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> hey, for, thanks having for having us, us guys. Yeah. Uh, so let me let me if I remember correctly, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Jeremy, you're the pulpit minister, right? That's me. Yep. All right, I'm and Billy, guy. you're Billy, you're still the youth minister, right? Youth and family, youth. Uh, I actually am the education and involvement minister okay. now. Uh, we Steve. hired another youth minister. Yeah, they shortened so. his title. It was Perfect. like the he was the Yeti minister, yeah. youth education and involvement and yeah. teaching or whatever. Yeah. Right. They finally shortened it. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Well, you know, good. So good. now I get my weekends back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for uh, for spending some of your time with us this morning. Uh, at least it's morning now while we're recording this. When you watch this here in a few few days, it could be morning, night, who knows. Uh, but Joshua, I'm, I'm excited about this particular topic because it's another one that I think a lot of people have a lot of questions around. Maybe not all of them necessarily, uh, how do I say, answerable. 
um, in the sense of sometimes you just have to go. Uh, there, there's not always a black and white, I guess is what you say, right? Mm-hmm. I think we spend a lot of our, our time looking for black and white answers like, hey, draw me a physical line as to where I can and cannot cross. And sometimes it's just not there. And this one today is uh, about gambling, uh, gambling, stewardship. All those different ideas. You guys, if you're listening, you've either heard or you've watched the video that we just played for you guys. And it's just a woman giving her opinion. Uh, she, you know, got asked a question. She's a Christian content creator on TikTok. Uh, and she got asked a question. Hey, give me your thoughts on gambling. And she laid it all out there, right? Hey, you and I are stewards of everything that God gives us. Uh, we can nitpick some of these statements, too, and see what, what does and doesn't fit. She kind of ends it off by, look, uh, the Bible says that the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, and if you're gambling, then it, she kind of, you know, uh, I, I guess the she she kind of cheek, you know, tongue in cheek there implies that if you're gambling, then clearly you have a, a love for money. Um, but yeah, go ahead, give me your initial thoughts, Joshua. What, what did you think of the the video as a whole? I thought, as far as videos that we review on this podcast, that this one was probably one that I aligned with more than others. Uh, I thought she had some good things to say. I I go back and forth as to my personal view as to gambling and the relationship between gambling and the Christian. Uh, I watched some videos of other people talking about it in preparation for the podcast. And um, I I think kind of like you said, with the black and white line, I I think that we try to draw lines in certain places that the Bible doesn't draw lines. And then we don't draw lines in places where the Bible clearly does draw lines. Mm -hmm. And it all, uh, we talk about this on the podcast a lot. It all wraps up with definition. Uh, How do you define certain things? And, and what does that do as you try to kind of navigate through these issues? Um, I, I do think that there are a lot of issues with gambling that are, and I'll just use the word, are sinful um, and, and that motivate and prompt sin in our lives. Yeah. Um, I do think that stewardship is something that all Christians need to think about more. Uh, as 21st century Americanized Christians, we are very comfortable with getting for ourselves rather than being generous um, mm. it's like, uh, I'm not his biggest fan, of course, but Dave Ramsey has a really good, uh, statement. He, he says, you know, you, you work and you get, and you accumulate well so that you can give it away without harming yourself, uh, without being in, in poverty. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way to look at uh, our material blessings. Uh, when Kayla and I were looking to buy our first house, uh, which is the house that we're still living in. So I guess our only house, um, yeah. we, we were, our, our prayer was, you know, Lord, if it's your will for us to be in this place, which it was going to be very convenient, it was convenient to our workplace, convenient to my parents. It had a good little track of land with it. Yeah. We're like, if, if this is your will for us to be here, help us to know how to use it to help other people. Yeah. And we've it's it's been a great place to host devotionals and have people over for dinner. And we've done Bible studies there and all kinds of stuff. So being a steward is, of your stuff, though, I think is more than just writing checks to people or giving your money away. Um, It's the allocation of your resources and resources is more than money in a lot of senses too. So there's just some general thoughts. I'm curious to hear what these guys have to say though. Yeah. Jeremy and Billy, give us your thoughts. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, I think you're, it's one of those things. Sometimes I tell people it's not necessarily a right or wrong issue uh, per se, as far as scripturally speaking, it's more so falls in the category of wise, unwise. Um, is it wise to spend a significant amount of your money trying to accumulate wealth that you you haven't really done much for, right? Um, and that it's there's all kinds of evidence. You know, I was working in higher education when Tennessee looked at uh, instituting the lottery, and that was a big discussion, right? 
yeah. uh, because there was, you know, will Christians benefit from this? And we'd have to say, I mean, I, I have a daughter that's at Freed Hardman right now, and we use the, the scholarship, you know, the lottery yeah. scholarship. We've taken advantage of that. Um, so some people would say I'm a hypocrite uh, because I do that. So there's a lot of nuances to this, right? And I think more so it falls in the idea of wise, unwise, um, and then our influence as Christians. Um, what are, who are we trying to influence? How are we trying to influence them? Do we hurt that influence by engaging in certain things? So in the state of Tennessee, if you win the lottery, you it's, it's required that your name is released. <laughs> you can't hide. Yeah. So if you're going to if you're going to stand there and hold that big check, <laughs> right, you know, they take your picture and put your name in the paper and everybody knows where you go to church. How's that? How's it going to impact your influence as a practice? Yeah. I'll let, I'll, I'll I always wonder here. for someone who won the lottery, would a church accept their donation, <laughs> <laughs> their contribution? Um, yeah, probably not. Preacher out. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me, a word both y'all said that <clears throat> I like to go back to is that word sin. I think sometimes as a culture, we, we stay away from that, wor- that word <clears throat> too much, excuse me, um, identifying what sin is mm-hmm. um, and, and what exactly is a sin, uh, anything that goes against God's command, right? <clears throat> and so when looking at gambling, our use of money, I think a motivation goes a long way. I know a lot of churches, good churches, uh, who have a men's ministry, uh, and these guys you know, outside of an official like bulletin article or something, we'll have a, a fancy football league, right? Yeah. And some of these guys, they'll just put in 10 bucks into the pot just to kind of, and, and, you know, the winner at the end gets the money in the pot. And is that gambling? Is mm. And uh, is the things like, yeah. I, I think like Josh said, I battle, I go back and forth with, you know, there's different types of gambling. And I don't think, and like Nathan mentioned, I don't think there is a point blank black and white with some of this, but I think the conversation we're having right now is needed. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a good thing to do. It's good. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like the whole Jeremy. point of yeah. Like Jeremy said, I've I've always joked like if I won the lottery, the first thing I'd do, let's say I won a million dollars, first thing I'd do is I'd pay off the church building that we built. I would pay off my home, pay off whatever my parents owed, and then I would resign from the church because they would they fired me if I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go start your own church. That's what right. you do, Josh. Yeah. Right? You start your own that kind of money. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh man yeah no that's um it was uh, we always joked about my grandmother because uh we're my brother is actually convinced my grandmother's won the lottery uh but she won't tell anybody like she thinks that he's, <laughs> she's got all the money like hidden underneath her house she'd never know it it's um, in the mattress yeah, yeah it's in the mattress. So, something along the, something along those lines but no uh billy to your point this is a conversation i think is needed right and it's one of those things i think we look at a lot of different things you know is there uh, a difference between you know, uh, investing $5,000 in the stock market, stock market, sorry, uh, versus, you know, spending $500 at a poker table versus going and playing golf with your buddies for a quarter a hole, right? Like all those yeah. things carry a certain amount of risk to them. Yet I, I would go as, as high as probably like 90, 95% of Christians wouldn't bat an eye at, at, the gambling quarters or even investing in the stock market. But all of a sudden when you're in a different environment and you're playing, I guess, more carelessly, right? I mean, if you've seen my golf game, you could argue that betting on golf would be way more careless than, you know, blackjack or poker. Um, But, but there's a line there and everybody wants to know, okay, Hey, fill me in on this, this, this. And, And sometimes there's not a, let's go down the list and mark off every single situation you can think of. 
uh, sometimes you just got to talk about the, the principle behind everything. And, and so the principle right. behind everything in this particular video, because she says it a lot, is the principle of stewardship, right? Which is a really right. biblical principle. Uh, and so Joshua or Jeremy, whoever oh, wants Jeremy. to, I, we, we made fun of each, I say we made fun of each other. I made fun of y'all before we came on. I'm the only one without all them extra letters at the end of my name. Uh, so one of y'all define stewardship for us. And a hush go, go the crowd. Yeah, um, and <laughs> I, I want to do that. I want to touch on something you just said too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think not being nitpicky by any means, yeah. but I do think there's more layers, kind of like an onion aspect to this. Where casinos? Why are you bringing onions into this? Yeah, for, no, I'm kidding. There we go. <laughs> casino, for instance, like <laughs> they are created for people to lose money. Like mm. that's what their purpose is. Yeah. That in order yeah, yeah. to win, yeah. a lot of people are losing. So I do think there's an element of the environment you're doing it, not to oh, yeah. be nitpicky or say that, no. you know, uh, what's the word there, a loophole. Yeah. Right. But I do think that plays into it. Um, but stewardship basically is the intention behind your money, uh, doing the best you can with what you have, right? Yeah. That's not an academic example, right. but I think that's what it is. Yeah, and I think you want to narrow it down to more like biblical stewardship. It's the idea of taking what resources God has given to you or blessed you with, whether that's your money, career, your talents, whatever it is, and managing those in a way that glorifies God, right? So mm -hmm. biblical stewardship to me is, is more involved. Stewardship in general is just, in essence, the management of money or management of resources. So uh, we talk about corporations being good stewards. Mm -hmm. um, so a corporation can be a good steward. But biblically, Christians, uh, it's the idea of God has blessed us with more than just money. It's, it's all relationships, whatever, how are we managing those things in a way that brings glory to God? How are we using them or uh, investing in, investing in them? Uh, so that's kind of my definition, I guess. Yeah. I like to think about Genesis two, when God puts man in the garden, you know, we, we have this kind of no offense to VBS, but we have this VBS view of these Bible stories like, Oh, well, Adam was in the garden and it was just tropical paradise. And he was laying in a hammock on the beach doing absolutely nothing uh, there with God. <laughs> And Genesis 2 says that God made man to work in the garden. You know, yeah, when yeah. he's expelled from the garden, he's going to have to work in thorns and thistles. But he still mm -hmm. had to work in the garden. That's right. And so God put man in a place with a job and a purpose. And as long as man was fulfilling that job and purpose, according to the standards that God had, everything was fine. And then the minute that that stops, things weren't fine. I, I think that's a, an interesting lens to look at stewardship with. You know, where has God put you? With what parameters has God put you uh, in that situation? And how can you best use what you have in service to Him? And, and I do think that that's a point in the video that was really good. You know, all that we have really is God's. And uh, e even if we live to be 100 years old, that's a small blip in in the history of eternity and so what we do in those 100 years with the gifts that god has given us regardless of and we talk about money and money is important but whether we're talking about money or our talents like jeremy said um, whatever resources we have doing all things to the glory of god really needs to be in the forefront of christian thought uh, that colossians 3 1 principle uh, doing yeah. all things uh, serving him for his glory um, that's, I think that's a, cause Col I'm sorry to go off on a rant, but Colossians two talks about Christian freedom, but then Colossians three, one talks about doing all things, keeping your mind on things above. Right. Well, that really defines Christian freedom. I think, um, can you, should you, well, that's an important question and we need to talk about it, 
But while you're doing it, can you do it with your mind on things above? So I, I do, I do think that there is a difference. Like Billy said, first of all, there's a difference between risk, like playing the stock market. You know, I'm, I'm big in the uh, livestock industry. If you go buy a cow one week and then sell your cow the next week, you are taking a risk that you will yep. either make or lose money. And there, there's a huge difference between risk and gambling in the sense of going to a place that is designed to take your money and especially spending money that you don't have or, you know, not, not continuing on. It can become a problem for a lot of people. It can become an addiction and uh, being very materialistic and greedy in your perspective. Um, Now that I think that's an issue that each individual person has to deal with. Um, and, And I don't know that it's a huge blanket that we can lay over everybody either. Yeah. So a, a couple of things that you said, Joshua, because I, I just give you my thoughts too, because you guys kept talking about the things that we use to glorify God, because there were, there were a couple of things that went through my mind in the video is, is one, she mentioned the parable of the talents, right? She talked about how the parable of the talents is all about stewardship. And I think that that's absolutely right. I do, my, my thought process was, I wonder why she would go to the talents parable as, as a sense of gambling, right? And, and the reason I say that is because the lack of stewardship wasn't actually like respond irresponsibly getting rid of it it was holding on to it too tight mm-hmm. i think there's a form of stewardship that we don't talk about enough either like we want to harp on gambling a lot but we don't talk about uh you know churches and and, and not to i'm not this is not throwing darts at, at any particular church but you know churches that have and i mean there are some out there that have you know millions of dollars in the bank for a rainy day fund whatever that may look like is that necessarily being a good steward uh, of, uh, of, of money. Um, and, and so you've got things like that, but the other one was she kept talking about, and so, and this is not, this is not an attack on the video. This is more or less, a, you know, what would you say to somebody who she kept talking about everything that you're blessed with, right? Your, your time, your money, your opportunities, your health, I'm like, okay, what do you tell the person that's in debt dealing with cancer, how to be a good steward? Right. And again, kind of like you were saying, Joshua, it's not always a blanket statement, right? But that was that was something that kept going through my mind, right? Because we don't ever talk about that. Like, how do I steward my disease in order to help others? Uh, it, it's something that I don't think we we talk about enough either. Uh, and, you know, we occasionally hear the story of like, oh, man, how great of an example is that person who's going through all these, tor- you know, turmoil, uh, all these all these really terrible times, and you'd never know it, right? They're happy, they're going, they're worshiping, they're doing whatever it is they can, um, and again, I know we're kind of talking about the issue of gambling, but I don't think that we need to get super, super bogged down on stewardship is just checkbook, right? right? Yeah. Well, Jeremy and Billy, I think y'all had an episode on not just Sundays, which by the way, plug, if y'all uh, want to go listen to not just Sundays, they haven't recorded in a little while, but there's a lot of good episodes out there. Y'all had one on like, reboot. May reboot. Yeah. y'all had one, uh, episode on like, this, the person who can't get out of the house, um, who, who's yeah. trying to to serve the Lord, and how can they? Why don't y'all uh, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so and it's kind of the the circumstances in which you find yourself. And you, Paul, is uh, master at you know through the Spirit revealing to us in Scripture that your circumstances don't have to always, uh, you know, your circumstances shouldn't dictate how you are going to serve the Lord. Uh, within reason. So the idea is if somebody who is, you know, uh, sick with cancer, you know, there's still ways that they can serve the Lord. But from the outside, we want to put, 
you know, we would kind of want to make a blanket statement over everybody that you have to do this, 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 and this, and yep. you have to be here, you know, every time the door is open. And for some people that's not necessarily, it's just not yeah. feasible for them. So, you know, Paul talking about wherever he is, kind of bloom where you're planted, you know, kind of scenario. Cause I know a lot of people you know, with uh, terrible diseases that have found ways to minister to other people because they can relate to them in ways that I can. They can pick up the phone and call somebody and say, I understand what you're going through and really mean that. And so the mess that they're in can definitely actually become their ministry and reach out to way. So they actually can become in some ways stewards of the, the, you know, the tragedy or the, the hard times that are going through and the joy that they find in serving the Lord is being a, a minister or ministering to other people who are going through similar circumstances. And then just, we have to be real, you know, sometimes in life, I like what you said, Nathan, it's, it's how do you, how do you talk to the person that's, you know, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt from medical expenses and you want to beat them over the head about being a steward? So that, those yeah. are challenges. You know, to- I, I think motivation and intention go a long way. When, when you brought up the investing idea, you know, I think sometimes we paint this, you know, broad statement of gambling's bad, investing's okay. And, and there can be plenty of opportunity where investing is not being good stewards of our money. Uh, I, I know people yeah. who... Yeah. put copious amounts of money in investing and they'll go make statements like, Oh, we don't have money for that. Or, Oh, we can't afford that. Or right. because they're being so hypervigilant about like yep. future and about investing for their family, which those can be good discipline, the good principles. Yeah. That's kind of like the parable of the rich fool. Exactly. If you're given too much, I think that's not being a good steward. And that too, similar to gambling, it, it's bad. But in this video, uh, at the 56 second mark, which is right there at the end. Um, and Joshua was the big text guy. So Joshua can talk about this more, but uh, she's obviously using the King James version, uh, which is already a problem, or she's just misquoting scripture. <clears throat> but she says there that money is the root of all evil. Um, and I know this is nitpicky, but the King James does say that the rest of the translations of scripture say what the root of all kinds, kinds. of evil. Um and I think that's a big difference here. Money is a great thing. Uh, the church, the Bible talks about money. Paul talked about money, about how you know we're worthy of our wages and talks about the idea of giving, like you're supposed to do that. Now, I know some churches have taken to the extreme and have made people give and put certain amounts on that and that whole idea of tithing. But I think money is not a, a root of all evil. I think money is a blessing for a lot of people. Uh, it can be the root of all kinds of evil, though. And and so I do like her whole point, though, there. I just think that either she's reading from the King James or might have just misspoken. Yeah. Her own yeah. translation. I, I tell people all the time I quote from the Nathan Foster translation. It's just a high <laughs> A bunch of different translations of things that have all combined in my head. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, you know, I think Josh mentioned this early on that things like gambling, if we're going to come back and talk about gambling specifically, yeah. they, they can't, you can open yourself up, you know, the, the idea of covetousness. Uh, Jesus talks about in, in Luke 12, 15, take care, be on your guard against mm-hmm. all covetousness. Well, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean just you're coveting one thing from your neighbor or something. It's it's the idea that it, it opens up this world and yeah. and it, it really does. There's a lot of things that we can fall into the traps. And that's you know, first Timothy six, right. nine and ten, he talks about the snare, yeah. you know, the snare of riches. And yeah. and I think that's part of the enticement of gambling is I'm gonna get yeah. rich. Yeah, right? and get rich quick. That's, quick, a, that's quick. a big difference because investing, you know, uh, saying that investing is okay, yeah. uh, it's not a get rich quick kind of thing. Gambling is meant for that. And the Bible specifically talks about right. the idea of 
trying to stay away from those get rich quick kind of schemes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's definitely a different feel. Uh and and I think Jeremy, you hit <clears> a big <throat> word. I think greed is is I think that's I'm not going to say one of the issues with gambling, but I think we ultimately perceive all forms of gambling, like regardless of what it is, right? How many have ever bought, a, a, you know, a, you know, again, not again, because I think you can't necessarily just throw a blanket over all what we call types of gambling. Uh, but I use the investment thing, Billy, because I remember it was my senior year economics class in high school. Uh, my, my economics teacher stood up. She started the same same class every single year the same way. She said, I want everybody to realize right now the stock market is just legalized gambling. Is all it is, uh, and that's and again, you you grow up and you learn. That's that's kind of overly simplified to some extent um, because there's a lot of. But again, those people that are professional gamblers would tell you the same thing. There's a lot of work and effort and strategy and things that go into this. But you know, uh, it, we we look at things like you know your greed, your motivation. Uh, the, we look at things different from casino to investing to golf course to buying a raffle ticket at your kid's school, right? For a door prize. Like all of those are forms. And so I think greed is a big thing, right? And yeah. I think we want to throw the blanket statement of greed over all forms of gambling. But there are two, there are two R words that we've said uh, a couple of times throughout this that I want us to kind of to touch on. Because I think when it comes to gambling, when you're trying to separate the two and, and you talk about things that might venture into a dangerous behavior versus things I think we would consider acceptable, um, are, are risk and, and responsibility. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, what, what's the actual risk factor of what I'm wagering? Uh, and am I doing so in a, I want to say completely responsible, but again, that's, that's, those are broad term definitions, right? But in, in what, what most, what I would say the common sense person would consider responsible, right? Nobody, I, I say nobody, okay? Very few in the minority would say that, hey, if you were together with your dad, your brother, and your uncle, and you go, hey, let's play, you know, you two versus us two for 50 cents on this next golf hole. I don't think anybody would call that irresponsible in the sense of, of gambling. However, you know, hey, I just got a $7,500 bonus from work and I'm going to throw it all in this startup business. Okay. There's a lot more risk, especially if there are bills at home that you need to pay, if there are car payments that need to be made that you're struggling with. There's a lot more risk and there's a different level of responsibility that you have, not just to yourself and not just to your family, but to God as well when it comes to who you're taking care of and what you're supposed to be doing. And so, um, Talk about that for a second, Joshua, if you want, or Billy or Jeremy, whoever. Um, where where does risk and responsibility play a factor in gambling as well as our stewardship as Christians? Well, I think you can bring those two together with one word, and that's wisdom. Um, we, we have to be wise in how we operate in life. Um, you know, the book of Proverbs is a great uh, book just for daily living, you know, and, and Proverbs has more to say about money than I think any other book in the Bible uh, has a lot to say about money. Anytime in the in the Bible as a whole, but especially in Proverbs, that debt comes up, it is always in the negative, always, every single time. Um, so debt is not a good thing. Debt might be a necessary thing for some people. If you have to take out a loan, like I was telling you, um, I had to take out a loan to get some home repairs done. Uh, just this past week, and we had our repairs done uh, this week, actually. We needed to do that, but we did not take out more than what we knew we could pay back. Even if both of us lost our jobs, we could still pay back the loan. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, we, we were 
I'm not trying to give too much information about our, our private financial life, but wisdom is, is what dictates how we spend our money. Uh, There have been times in my life where I have made very unwise purchases. And there have been times in my life where I've made very good purchases that uh, one thing that I do talking about, you know, risk and uh, buy, sell and whatever. I I work as an auctioneer. Most everybody knows that Um, I go to these sales and I buy the cheap stuff and then I take it home and put it on Facebook and triple my money. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just economics, you know, buy cheap, sell high supply and demand. That's all it is. Um, To me, that is very different than gambling in the sense uh, that most people, most Christians think about it in the negative. So for me, it's you, you brought up two words, risk and responsibility. For me, it's right. it's two different words. Is it an issue of contentment? In other words, do you feel like you have to get more than what God has blessed you with in a way that you have to like, it's not just getting more in the sense of earning money. It's getting more to the nth degree, the millions of dollars or the thousands of dollars off of one hand of cards or, yeah. or a ticket you get at the gas station. And do you have a problem with working for what you get? Mm-hmm. Because gambling requires no working. It's all chance. It's all luck. But uh, I think a good passage for our listeners to keep in mind is uh, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 28. Paul says, the one who steals must steal no longer. Instead, he must labor doing good with his own hands. And here's the the uh, stewardship part so that he will have something to share with the one who has need. Yeah. You know, work with your own hands. Quit taking from other people. Work with your own hands and then get so you can give. Um, I, I think that's a really good principle financially for people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go, go, no go for it. Go for it. I, I think that comes back to the you know, the idea of what's, what's my purpose in engaging in this activity? Um, you know, like you talked about on, on the golf course, you know, me and my dad, if we're playing golf and we just want to have a little fun and razz each other a little bit, you know, it, it might be, you know, we're going to put a quarter up, see who has the longest drive or something like that. It changes a little bit for me um, as, you know, the responsibility I have with what, you know, with my influence. Mm-hmm. Again, I go back to that. So if there's a person Perhaps I've been trying to influence, you know, to come to Christ and they're with us. I'm definitely not going to be doing that, you know, on the golf course, simply because that gives people that open, you know, door opportunity to say, you know, hypocrisy, preach one thing and do another. Um, And so it's just that that idea, too. And then, you know, with what's the difference in, you know, you're helping your kid raise money for, you know, their softball team um, or, you know, a program at school. They're trying to start doing something good. And I'm just trying to get as much money as I can as quickly right. as I can. And, you know, right. Josh is right. Proverbs, man, they just all over the place in Proverbs. It's the idea of you know, 1527, whoever is greedy for unjust gain troubles his own household. Right. And then 2822, a stingy man hastens after wealth. And it's this idea. It's just it's about me, 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 me. Uh, but that can also happen with investments, 401ks, IRAs, 403bs, all those things can become a snare for us mm-hmm. because we are, we're only trying to accumulate wealth for ourselves, right? And, and here's, a, I guess, a cop-out, too. One thing Scripture says is that addiction is a sin, um, and so this can easily lead toward addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gamblers Anonymous uh, on their website, I kind of looked it up uh, today and just looked at what their website has to say about it. Yeah. They asked some questions that kind of lead toward like, you can tell this is a problem or not based on your answers. Some of those questions, uh, did you ever borrow to finance your gambling? 
have you ever committed or considered committing an illegal act to finance gambling? Um, have you ever gambled to escape worry or trouble or boredom? Uh, also, did you gamble to make, uh, did gambling make your, uh, make you careless toward the welfare of your family uh, or yourself? Uh, things yeah. like that. Have you ever gambled longer than you planned to? So I think those are kind of some times where, though there's some marks where it's like, yeah, this is now getting in the way of what I'm supposed to do as a good steward, as a father, as a husband, mm -hmm. as a Christian, yeah. uh, as an employee, all these, I think these are some clear answers where we can say black and white. Cause we like black and white. Yeah. Um, some of that. So I think we can kind of narrow it down a little bit. Yeah. John MacArthur had a great video on uh, 10 underlying and he called them sins and, and they really are that underlie gambling. And I think mm -hmm. it's, Kind of the same principle, Billy, that you brought up with gambling is anonymous. You know, if you, if you're struggling to figure out is is what I'm doing, if I'm gambling or whatever, let's just say in a broad sense, even if it is a quarter on a golf golf course, um, right? Do, do these underlie the action? And here here they are: materialism, greed, discontent, mm. exploitation, yeah. lust yeah. for yeah. entertainment, distrust yeah. of God, disdain for work irresponsible stewardship, which is what we've been talking about majority of the podcast, yeah. failure to provide for your family and not loving your neighbor. That's a pretty good checklist to figure out if, if yeah. what I'm doing yeah. with the quarter on the golf course or with the thousands in Vegas right. is or isn't uh, yeah. causing a, a gap between me and God. Right. Yeah. I like, th I like that. And I think, I think a lot of that falls under, just my opinion, and y'all can disagree. I tell people all the time, you're more than welcome to disagree on this podcast. Uh, Joshua gets uncomfortable, <laughs> but it, I, I think it makes for I think it makes for better conversation. Uh, but I think a lot of that falls under that that uh, idea of responsibility, right? Like Billy, you're talking about all the you're reading all the things about the Gamblers Anonymous. All of those questions kind of hinted at, hey, are you are you putting gambling above the responsibilities that you have to mm -hmm. to, to other people? Um, and, and so when you talk about stewardship. Um, and I, I think I kind of mentioned this beforehand. We're going to kind of circle back to this. When you talk about stewardship going hand in hand with responsibility, I think what a lot of people immediately want to go to is, especially church people, right? We church people. I use that term, you know, however you want to define it. Uh, we immediately want to go to uh, contribution, right? Our our giving to the Lord. I and mean, you probably, I mean, look, I've, Joshua, jo Joshua likes to say, I've, I've recently stolen this from him. Joshua likes to say that I've been in church a long time. Like I grew up in church. I was born and a few weeks later I was in church, right? So I've been in church a long time. So I've heard a lot of grown men talk about right before contribution, Lord, help us to be good stewards of everything that you've given us and let us give back according to, you know, what we have available. Uh, and so I mentioned this to you guys before, too, because this has become a really popular subject. Um, and again, it kind of goes along the lines of, hey, draw a line for me. Right. What exactly do I have to give? Which I don't think is the right question, but it's a question that generally comes up. What, what exactly do I have to give in order to be considered a good steward? Right. And so I, I told you this. It hit the news earlier this week. Judah Smith, who's a, a mega church preacher out uh, in Seattle, is recently uh, been filed in a class action lawsuit for him and, and home church where where he uh, where he preaches um, for requiring their employees to tithe uh, or give contribution of 10% of, of their gross income, um, which supposedly violates uh, Washington state law. And so he's 
really, I mean, he he's actually, I was reading through a bunch of these articles, he actually made the comment that uh, tithing uh, was more important than any other aspect of worship that you can come and, and be a part of. That's a whole nother podcast in and of itself. Hey, that's because um, he buys like $5,000 tennis shoes. That's like, why. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, like there's, there's a whole nother podcast there. Uh, one of these days, Joshua and I are going to do a podcast on, on mega church. Moving on, moving yeah. on. Yeah, look at my jacket. But, <laughs> but yeah, actually, any yeah, <laughs> anybody that works for home church is required to give ten percent of their gross income, and then after that they take taxes out and so on and so forth. And so this all came about because one of the employees totaled a vehicle uh, and got really behind with car payment and medical expenses, mm-hmm. and she cut out her tithing for a while. Uh, and so the church reached out and said, "Hey, if you don't start tithing again, uh, you're opening yourself up to termination." And she said, look, I, I can start tithing again, but it's probably not going to be the 10% until I get my finances more in order. And they let her go. Um, and so that's that's being debated in a court of law right now. And so there's a responsibility that Christians have. But I think that's a great example of trying to uh, uh, bind where we shouldn't, like bind where we shouldn't, uh, if, I, if I can use that term correctly. Um, but yeah, I think it all I think it all kind of falls under the the responsibility aspect. And so, uh, if you guys want, try try to or or don't try to, you know, talk about whatever you want. I don't care. Um, when it comes to being a good steward, what what are the responsibilities? I guess if we can use that word, what are the responsibilities of a Christian when it comes to being a good steward? Because we've talked about this, we we talk about it in the form of gambling. But we also like to think we've got this misconception that saving a lot means that we're being a good steward, and that's not necessarily the case either. Uh, Jeremy, you mentioned the the uh, the, the barn owner. Um, mm-hmm. So, when it comes to being a good steward, what exactly is a Christian's responsibility? Uh, talk about that for a second. Yeah, I do find it interesting because uh, you know there are some people who uh, let's just I mean big name like Charles Barkley. $5,000 on a hole of golf is like a quarter yeah. to him. Um, yeah. And so the question does come up, and I think it's a good conversation of do certain people have a higher level of responsibility in their stewardship than others, uh, or is it equal across the board? No. I'm a big believer in a weekly contribution um, and, and giving back weekly. I think we see a New Testament mandate for that. Um, I'm not a believer, and it has to be the same every week. I don't think we see that where – Okay, we've said 200 bucks a week, so it has to be 200 a week or else we just don't give. Like, I mean, I'm, I don't see that anywhere. I do believe you are supposed to purpose that in your mind. I do think it's a good practice if you do a budget each month or mm-hmm. whenever you do that to say, here's what we're aiming for uh, and we're going to try up front. But obviously, you know, the battery in the car dies, that's 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. So maybe this week, 200 bucks isn't going to hit it. Um, but what could we do? And and I think there is a good conversation to have there about levels of responsibility and stewardship. Mm-hmm. One thing I think is comical, uh, like you mentioned just a second ago, uh, there is no New Testament, at least in the translation I read, uh, the couple I read from regularly, there's no New Testament mandate to tithe 10%. Uh, right. that, is a, that was a common, I think, example and practice mm-hmm. given at the time uh, yep. to give people an idea. And I think it is a, an appropriate idea. But uh, my point here is I do think it's comical Every church in America, from from my what I know of for churches, 
uh, they might not practice the Lord's Supper every week. It might be a monthly or quarterly thing, but they will practice always, contribution. They'll always take your money. They yeah. will always, every week, pass a basket or have a QR code. And Make I sure you know that, where that kiosk is. Yeah, and yeah. I find that to be interesting to your point you made about how this person claims that that's the most important part of the church, and because for him it is. Yeah. It is the most important part of the church for him. So that's no surprise to me when you said that. I have no idea yeah. who he is or his life, but it's obvious from that practice, that is most important yeah. there. Um, and that doesn't make it okay. And I, I think when it goes back to, you know, how do we, like, how do we become good stewards? What is that definition of that or, you know, in, in our giving? I think it starts, it has to start with the right motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if we're not giving with a cheerful heart and we can debate what that means all day long, some of you more you know, Greek scholars here, but um, the concept there is we're not supposed to I'm not supposed to under compulsion, like say, oh, I'm writing this check and I really hate doing this. Yeah. It is the idea of I'm seeing this as a gift. I'm, I'm making an investment, so to speak, in the work of the Lord, whatever that looks like. It, it may be used to fund you know, missionaries who have decided <coughs> to leave their home and, and go and preach the gospel. It, but it also might be used to, to pay for you know, the, the trash pickup every week, you know, where the truck comes and picks up the dumpster. And I mean, these are all things that... Yeah. It's hard to define that and, and you know, working in the college setting and fundraising for a little while. That's one of the hardest things to raise money for is the general fund, which is what operates the school. Everybody wants to build a building or they want yeah. to start a scholarship, but the trash has to be taken out every week. Right. It's got something yeah. you got to do something with the trash. And so it's this concept of our motivation, our understanding of why we're giving. And that's really become important. Barna has some research on this. The younger generations are starting to speak out, you know, especially in churches, and they want to know where the money goes. They're mm-hmm. willing to accept that you got to take the trash out. They yeah. just want you to tell them that yeah. that's what happens with it. Right. They want accountability on that. So on our standpoint, perhaps we as the church have not done the best job of communicating where the funds go, what they're yeah. doing, uh, to encourage yeah. our people to help shape their hearts to know that the motivation of the leadership is yeah. We want to really do the work of the Lord. I preached yeah. on this a few weeks ago, and I was talking about, um, you know, what do you, what do you, what return on your investment do you expect when you put, yeah. when you give money to the church? Do you expect better sermons? <laughs> and everybody, yeah. everybody laughed, and I was like, Yeah, oh, well, they probably do in yeah. some degree. <laughs> yeah. Why am I giving this money? We need yeah. to be asking that question of ourselves. Yeah. And if yeah. we're doing it with the right motive, a good heart, then that's gonna. I think that's really gonna solve a lot of these issues yeah. with. Am I yeah. giving under compulsion or do I feel like I have to, I want to, I desire yeah. to do that. Yeah. And a, a point that's well off topic, but I have to mention it because the passion of mine is, oh, no, is, uh, is, is local church membership. <laughs> oh, I, I no. truly think as a Christian, are you doing a dissertation on that or something? Uh, that's my recent passion. Yeah. Um, as a member at a local church, you shouldn't be surprised that you're to give. Cause I think that is something we see in scripture yeah. that you are to give to your local congregation. Yeah. And so I know some people who will say, well, I give, you know, to charities and I give to, well, as a, as a member of a local church, that's why the younger generation is questioning this because we're seeing less of them place membership at local churches. Um, but I do think it's about intention yeah. behind yeah. your giving. And, yeah. and we're seeing these people like, yeah. you know, these guys that are, I mean, they're wearing $5,000 sneakers and prosperity gospel stuff, right? That oh, yeah. all falls into it. And yeah. so it comes about, you talked about, you know, Nathan risk and responsibility. Um, some of them actually view giving as a risk to yeah. the church. Yeah. And it's like, well, what are they going to do with that? And I've had people yeah. say that to me. What What are they doing with this? And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, question. so it, 
Yeah, no, to, to your point, uh, it's one of those things too where, uh, you know, we talked about how more and more and more people want to know where it goes. I've met members uh, who in the memo line of their check, they give specifically to support like, and, yeah. and, it, and I don't mean this in, in a mean way, but it's, it's never, I've seen it on, on three separate occasions. It's never out of a sense of this is what I want to support. It's I want to make right. sure that my money isn't going toward X or Y or Z. Um, and, and, and that, Again, I think you're kind of missing the point of everything. Like, I understand that you don't always agree with everything that that the elders decide to send money to and pay for, whatever, et cetera. Uh, but there's a lot of that stuff. And I think, Jeremy, to your point, I think that that a lot of churches, uh, they want to be. And again, maybe this is just the cynic in me. Okay, I don't, I don't mean to paint the church in a negative light, but I mean, maybe this is just the cynic in me. But I think a lot of churches don't necessarily like a lot of people knowing what they spend money on because they're afraid people might get upset about how much they spend in certain areas, and therefore they're going to start losing money, quote unquote. Um, people don't, you know. I've known of uh, elderships who who didn't necessarily want the church to know. Uh, how much money there was in savings, but at the same time, they wanted money in savings because they had a very oh, yeah. adamant belief that if contribution went to zero, the church needed to sustain itself for the next two years. Uh, and so that's how much they needed to have saved up. And so I, 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 I'm telling you, it's I, you see some crazy stuff when you start getting into the world of, of money. And that's why stewardship yeah. is such a big deal, yeah. um, whether you're yeah. talking about giving it away or, or gambling it or, or saving up too much. That's why it's it's a really, really big thing. Uh, Nathan, so, let me let me speak to yeah, tithing it. just real quick because Billy is absolutely right. There's nowhere in the New Testament that mandates that you give a certain percentage. It's give as you've been prospered, give with a cheerful heart. Mm-hmm. That uh, in the Old Testament, though, there's nowhere that mandates only ten percent. And I use the caveat yeah. of only because there are three tithes in the Old Testament, and if you add up the percentages, it's around between twenty to thirty percent of your annual yep. income. You know, well, if I was to give 30% of my annual income, uh, I mean, hey, we're in a recession. We're in inflation. I don't know that I have 30% of my income to do it. Right. Yeah, preachers, the government gets that off the top. I don't don't even get 30%. That's right. Because Billy's making that big money. Yeah, Yeah. man. Well, you know, we have another category. I'm in the you, category you of like your heart. But you know, we always want to point to um, the 10%. Yeah. Well, if you actually go back and look at the Old Testament, you've got three tithes in yep. different contexts that are way more than 10%. And there are people in congregations, you guys have them, we have them here, who give a lot more than 10%. 100%. And then you have some people, like Billy said, who it's all they can do to write the check or put, you know, a, a 20 in the, in the basket or whatever. It's so. So in the video, she talks about the parable of the sower. Of all the passages yeah. she used, that's the one that's taken out of context. But in the end, you know, you want to know what a parable is about. I believe we need to be teaching the seed and the soil. Fine, but at the end, some of that seed that came up, some produced thirty, some produced sixty, some produced a hundred. The issue is not how much you're producing. Yeah. That's never the issue. The issue is, are you producing? at all yeah. and uh yeah. you know christians need to know that because we're all that's a whole other podcast to, too right yeah sure sure like, but we're oh, all we're, no, 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 that's not, yeah, you're welcome yeah. for all the content no. yeah man that's <laughs> well, well, like, that's, that's a whole other podcast right yeah. so like yeah right that's a whole other podcast how often do we get back to the church 
Right. Yeah. Sorry, Nathan. Well, no, no. It's just how much do we as Christians want to compare ourselves and think of ourselves as better or worse to others because we're producing more, we're producing less. There's a whole right. other yeah. thing there. Uh, I did. I actually preached on on something similar to this not that long ago. And and Joshua, it's right when you, when you go through Scripture, the the commonality was anywhere from twenty to thirty percent. Um, mm-hmm. Research will tell you that the average church-going American, uh, on average, contributes two percent. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with 2%, uh, but I do think when you go through that and you go, hey, what is the percentage? Um, I, I stole this from Jerry Barber years ago, um, but Jerry Barber did a, a really phenomenal sermon. He's like, that's not the question you should be asking. He's like, I can answer that question for you. He said, the smallest amount in scripture that I can find is, is 10%. He said, the largest amount of the percentage I can find is 100%. Um, mm-hmm. He's like, those are the two percentages that you can kind of find in scripture. He says, so I think anywhere in between that, you're probably pretty safe, but that's not the question you should be answering when it, we're asking rather when, when it comes to, to stewardship. So, uh, but guys, as we're, as we're kind of wrapping up here and getting low on time, I want to, I want to do something real quick. I want you to go and try to answer this question. I'll, I'll go first just because one, I want to take away the easy option. Uh, and, and two, I'll give you guys some, some chances to think about this. Um, yeah. I, I'm telling you, man. Uh, so I told you, I don't have letters after my name, like you guys. So I got to take the easy ones off the top. Um, but so if, if somebody's looking at this line and they're, they're asking the question of, cause again, we understand we can't necessarily do this, right? There's not a black and white line in the sand for every single scenario that you can kind of come up with. So for people that are maybe struggling with this or people that are, are going back and forth on on how they believe, um, uh, I think Jeremy, if I'm, if I'm miscrediting somebody, I think it was Jeremy said at the beginning, uh, you, you're teetering more of the, is it wise or is it unwise? And mm-hmm. so for people that are kind of in this middle zone, I want uh, everybody to give me, give, me, give me one concept or ideal um, that that a, a Christian can look to and tr- help them make the decision when it comes to stewardship, when it comes to gambling, um, regardless of the scenario, how can I decide if this is wise or unwise? Uh, and I won't even take the easiest one. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say uh, I think looking at the idea of self-control is is one of the utmost important things. Um, I know you guys yeah. thought I was going to say motivation, but I'm going to use self-control, right? So that one's that one's still out there for you if you want to take that one. Uh, but self-control, right? Do I, Am I doing this? And this is kind of one of the things that I've always seen when it comes to giving, gambling, whatever the case may be. Am I controlled enough that I've got a limit on myself? And am I do I care that I know I'm going to lose X amount of money, right? Right. Like, does it hurt me if I'm losing? Because, again, does it hurt anybody to lose 50 cents on a golf course? Generally, no, it doesn't. Does it hurt somebody if somebody goes, hey, I want to invest, you know, 10 grand of your savings account? Like, okay, you know, self-control is a big deal. Am I going to get out of control? Are there things that I need to do more so than what it is I'm doing right now with the money that I'm using? Uh, and so monitoring your self-control, I think, has got to be one of the most important keys to this whole conversation. Uh, am, I, yeah. am I able to set boundaries for myself and stay within those boundaries while I'm living and stewarding the things that God's blessed me with? That's yeah. Good. Um, good so for me, this is an answer that requires no letters behind your name. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, not in a negative sense, I'm just going to say common sense as a Christian. Yeah. Uh, my parents would always ask me when I was younger, uh, if you're having to ask if it's okay, yeah. it's probably not. Uh, and so I've kind of tried to live by that some. And so if you're even having to ask, it's good to ask questions. We should ask questions. So I'm not saying that that's always the answer. 
But if you're having to decide common sense, is this okay or not? Well, yeah. I mean, like you just said, if I'm in a fantasy football pool and there, there, which I mean, I, I don't do this because I'm not good at that kind of stuff. Well, it but, sounds like you know an awful lot about uh, it. But this is the example I keep finding out there is that guys. I must not be in the same yeah. you know, March Madness right. bracket thing you got. Well, going. that's a good one too. Yeah, March Madness. Yeah. There you go. If, if we're putting ten bucks on it, common sense. <laughs> is that okay? Well, yeah, okay. I yeah. think that's fine. But like you've given examples, there's more dramatic ones, and there's equivalents for different people. But mm-hmm. I think right. common sense of the Christian goes a long way. We've been given the spirit, uh, our conscious, for a reason. Now our conscience could be corrupt, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what we do with it. But we've been given that for a reason, uh, and I think that really could guide us a lot. Instead of trying to over like judge everything, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. If we just take a step back and say what makes sense here. Um, yeah. I think that can go a long way. Yeah. I, I think mine is probably, I've said it more than once on, on the podcast today, is influence. You know, yeah. Paul in 1 Corinthians 6 and, and in that discussion in chapters 8 through 10, it's like the idea of, you know, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. Right. Um, and that's in terms of if I'm engaging this, am I becoming a stumbling block for somebody else? I think well, I preached on this years ago, the issue of gambling, and, and kind of how I finished is I said, well, what if I told you that before I started work here at West End that I had played the lottery and won, you know, a million dollars? Um, would that change how you look at me as your preacher? Yes. Uh, and yeah, and right. be like, why aren't you giving more? So I guess my, my point in that was, it, you know, if, is it okay? If it's okay for your preacher to do, you know, mm-hmm. or if you would be mad that your preacher did that, would you, if you'd be upset, why would you right. think you could do that? What's, what's yeah. the difference there? Um, I think our influence is, as Christians is, is important. Not that we have to do everything because we're afraid of how the world is going to perceive us because right. that's just not, you can't, that's unsustainable, but um, we can, in the things we can control by common sense, uh, we can look at how we're going to be an influence on somebody. Will that get in the way of glorifying God, providing yeah. the opportunity to show people what true stewardship, biblical stewardship looks like? Um, will I cause problems? Am I going to cause more problems than I'm going to solve yeah. uh, for people with my influence? That's, that's my big thing is think about how you're impacting other people by what you're doing mm-hmm. within reason. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mine is uh, an issue of contentment. There's a Mm. lot in the New Testament about the love of money. You guys brought that up earlier. Another passage is uh, Hebrews 13, uh, Mm -hmm. verse 5. Your conduct must be free from the love of money, and you must be content with what you have. For he has said, I'll never leave you. I'll never abandon you. And I know a lot of people go gamble and start their addiction and their problem because Mm. it's like, well, I have a thousand dollars, but I owe the bank ten thousand. I'll go to Vegas or wherever and gamble this, and I can make thirteen thousand, and I'll pay the ten thousand mm-hmm. off and have three thousand. And it, and it sounds yeah. like a good idea at the time. Uh, is God enough? I, I think that's a huge question that Christians in twenty first century American culture need to ask. Is God? Because you know Jesus uh, in the Gospels. And, and again, I don't necessarily know. I'll admit my hypocrisy. I don't know that I live according to how I think about this, uh, which is a huge issue. But Jesus has a lot to say about living, uh, for lack of a better term, I'm going to say a minimalistic lifestyle, mm-hmm. not living in excess or extravagance. Not that having money is bad, but living where, like you guys said, store your treasures in heaven, Matthew 6. Um, don't accumulate for yourselves treasures on earth, Matthew six nineteen. where moth and, and devouring insect destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but accumulate for yourselves treasure in heaven where none of these things can decay um, is just to kind of paraphrase the rest of the passage. 
and, and ultimately verse 21 is the issue where your heart is or where your treasure is or your heart will be also. Yeah. So am I content with what I have? And uh, to kind of go back what I said earlier, am I willing to work to get what I don't have? Um, I think gambling is the, the one problem I have with gambling for people who want to use it to make a living is that's the lazy man's way to get rich. And right. yeah. there's a lot in the Bible about working for what you have, um, using using your hands, you know, getting out there and actually grinding to make a living and providing for your family. And yeah. uh, I, I have no sympathy for lazy people. I'll just tell you that off at the front. Um, but, you know, where, where your treasure is or your heart's going to be. So are we content with what, what we have and are we willing to work to get more? That's that's my issue. Do I make the joke about you being a preacher only working two days a week and you just made the comment about being lazy? Or <laughs> three days a week. Three. I'm sorry. Three a week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Two and a half. How dare me? How dare I? How dare I? <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> well, guys, uh, Jeremy, Billy, thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, I hope that whoever's listening or watching this at any point found this conversation be helpful, profitable for you uh, in any way, form or fashion. That's why we do this. We have all the counties. I say all the counties. We have all the regions of Tennessee uh, covered. So if you've got questions, if you need to stop by, if you're driving through, you want to visit, uh, you've got uh, West, Middle and East all covered here. Um, I'm in West Tennessee. Joshua's in Middle. Uh, Jeremy and Billy are out there in East Tennessee. Um, if you like this, keep tuning in and listening to us, like subscribe, share the post, let us know what you think and give us topics that you want to hear about. Um, Joshua, anything else before we sign off? Go subscribe to not just Sundays. Not great just podcast. Sundays. They're going to reboot it. We're, we're putting them on the spot right now. They're going to reboot it eventually in the future. Uh, I didn't say when. I just said eventually in the future. There so you all go. you got to do is post one go. more in the future. And We've I'll got a lot of really good <laughs> episodes. <laughs> yeah. Finale episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just repost this episode. There you go. Yeah. That'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. But anyway, guys, uh, again, Jeremy, Billy, thank you guys so much for being on. Uh, until next time, everybody. We'll see you. All right.